Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. This week at the Tierra Talk Show, we welcome back our cast member corner segment in which we speak to past or current cast members of the Disney theme parks from all around the world. I would like to welcome former Walt Disney World character actress Emma Jacobs to the show. Welcome, Emma. Hi, how are you? Doing good, doing good. I'm very excited very because good. we're going to tell like a special story and a, and a couple questions in, but I first wanted to just talk about your beginnings before working at Walt Disney World and what inspired you or drew you to working at Walt Disney World as a character actress. Yeah, well, um, I actually grew up as a dancer. That was my, my thing from when I was three until, so when I was very young, what got me in, in maybe fall in love with Disney was I was in second grade. It was our first trip to Disney as a family, and I got just terribly lost, and I remember, I remember everything I was wearing, you know, you have these vivid memories of things, but I sat down in the middle of Main Street, and I was crying, and out of, like, heaven, I mean, in my mind, and in my magical mind, there was this mist and fog and <laughs> all of this drama, but in reality, I just looked up, and I saw this white glove, and it was this beautiful, delicate hand, and she just I looked up and Cinderella was staring at me and she said, are you lost? And I was like, yeah. And then she picked me up and walked around with me for probably an hour and a half. And her greeter was just kind of along with her and just explained that Cinderella's with a a, a special child. And I felt so special and so wonderful. And um, until I heard this shriek and my mother was like, and she came and found me. And, um, and you know, that same performer ended up, figuring out at the time they didn't have all the VIPs and fast passes and dining passes. But she, um, you know, somehow she remembered my name and she found where I was staying and delivered tickets to eat at King Stephen's Castle the next day. And she just went so above and beyond. And I just remember how I felt. And, you know, as I got older, I wanted to dance. I saw the Kids of the Kingdom show and I thought, oh, God, I'm going to do that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And when I was 17, I auditioned to dance. And the casting director said, you know, you're only 17, so we can't give you an equity contract, but would you like to come and be a character performer? And my memory instantly went back to Cinderella, and I said, absolutely. So I got down there, and I worked strictly in characters for about a year and a half, and then went to equity as a performer, and more dance and staying and active. But, you know, character performing is such a, a part of Disney culture, and no matter what show you're doing, you're in there, so... It just kind of came, came from a really, really beautiful place and beautiful memory. 
And that's where that's where our I, I guess this is a really crazy story and how we got in contact. I am not quite sure. It's just amazing how it happens. But the beauty of Facebook <laughs> went. To, <laughs> I went to Disney World when I was a really young kid, uh, around ninety eight, for my first time. And around that time, it was it was the big Hercules uh, send off, and and then also Mulan's coming in. And I was at the studios, and I got to meet Megara from Hercules, Meg, uh, as friends call her. And it was it was actually Emma who was uh, being best uh, who was best friends with Meg that day. And I have video footage of it somewhere. I need to get it converted and send it to you officially. And we had some photos. And I had a I had a, another cast member come on the show a couple months ago, Jordan Peterson, and he knew almost everybody from that time frame. He said, you know what, send me a photo of this person, and I will find who it is. And he did within 10 minutes. And I was like, it's amazing, because your experience with Cinderella is almost exactly not well, I wasn't lost or anything. But my experience mm-hmm. meeting Meg was just such a it was just a magical experience for me. And so you worked as Meg for a good amount of time. And were you best friends with Belle and other Disney characters? And and who were they? Um, I got to be um, very good friends with a very popular clique of girls, I'll say that. So I did, I got to play with Belle. Megara was my first, um, Mary Poppins, Ariel, Esmeralda, and then I was the prototype for Jane when Tarzan came out. See, you got to really play exciting. all my favorite Disney girls. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the girls with brains and, and brass, and I like it. That's an amazing yeah. array of characters. So you're playing Meg, and they have this. They used to have this big Hercules parade, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess mm-hmm. you got to partake in that. It was really. It was my first parade, so I remember. I mean, I was 17. This was in '97 when I got down there, and I was 17, and um, at I went to the face for my first face character audition, and Meg was the first one that they identified me as, and then the rest of them kind of folded in within that next couple months. Um, but the parade, like, I, I got to do some of the dancing roles in the parade, and I'll tell you, it was like this workout girl role, and costumes were so sassy. That was such a beautiful parade. It was so stylized, and the wigs were awesome. Um, but we had these little weights that weighed nothing, probably like a pound each maybe. But by the end of the parade route, none of us girls could lift our arms. We couldn't drive. We were like, I can't. (laughs) They were so high. We were so hard and so heavy. But it was such fun music. I mean, five-part female gospel harmony and such upbeat music. And it was just such a blast. And when you were playing that, you know, that character role, we actually had to go out a half an hour early and they brought us up on this giant forklift and we had this belt, this, you know, utility belt sort of thing underneath your costume and they strapped you in and you just stood there for 30 minutes while everyone else came out. And then you did the parade route and then they just lower you down. You're this character that you've been playing all day and kids remember you and they come and see the parade and, and it, and it means something when you look at them and you remember their names, like there's a spark and this. You can see it on children's faces when it's like, she will never see. Oh, my God, Mom, Meg remembers me. Like, it's a big deal. And I, it was really special. So I loved both. I loved the dancing part and how hard and physical it was. Mm-hmm. And then to sit back and kind of get to enjoy and experience it from another perspective was really cool. Did you ever get a chance to play Megan Fantasmic? Because Yeah, Fantasmic opened in 98, and I actually opened Fantasmic. That's an awesome rehearsal process. It was like three solid months of of overnight rehearsals, you were literally nocturnal. We had no idea what day it was. 
it was hilarious because all of us were just freaking out. But it was really cool because at the time now, at Disney World now, you kind of park hop. So you can work at all the different har- you know, parts based on where the characters you portray are located and found. Whereas before, you were status at a park. And what they did was they held these really intense auditions that were very particular. They had um, Disney casting directors from Los Angeles as well as Orlando come. And they picked an A cast and a B cast. And all the park roles came together. So for the first time, it was like you were the hand-picked people. And it was it, you felt really like all my hard work had paid off. And I get this experience opening this show with the best of the best you know, as far as their characterizations and stuff. How are you guys alternating and, and trying to get from costume to costume? Like, how is that working backstage? I can't even imagine. Yeah, there's really um, there's really smooth co- costume changes. For some of the other players and more the dancing performance, so for example, the monkeys that come out from the very, very beginning, they're also the cobra kind of piece, and they just hold a piece of the pedal. So you walk in and you kind of have all your undergarments are preset and your wigs are preset, and you have all of these black, this black gear that you kind of wear, this black jumpsuit, black shoes, black everything that you can see through, but you're literally just covered. The most chaotic costume change that I've ever experienced was at Kids of the Kingdom. That's chaos. So I um, started doing Kids of the Kingdom in 98, and I did that till I want to say, I want to say 2000. Yep, because I was there for sure at the Millennium. Because at that time, I'd gone to the Tarzan Rock show, and they they brought us back in to do the final show. You did Tarzan Rocks. What is this? Are you kidding I me? <laughs> I did. I was I was a um, a dancer and a monkey for that show. Truth be told, my tracks, and, and if, if you ever get the opportunity to speak with some of the stunt performers, there are real professional, talented, in-line skaters, trick skaters that they search the country for. I got to skate back and forth and make cute little monkey faces. I remember I was doing, I did find Nemo, and I was standing in the same wing that I had, you know, entered in for Tarzan, and I was wearing this dancing turtle costume, and I just, it was more like, you know, fun fun dancing versus technical dancing, and I remember I had this giant, you know, this huge turtle costume with this helmet on, and I'm looking down, and I was like, look at this. Like, a month ago, I was, I was like, going to get ready to dance my little tush off from this exact spot, and now I'm wearing a turtle costume. It was just, it was like a funny, like how the tides had changed in the same theater, same wing, same everything, same flooring, so special. Every show that I got the opportunity to do required an either a new skill set or challenged me in a different way. And that was a real blessing from, from Disney, for sure. What Disney characters did you never get a chance to play and you would have said, oh, you know what, I would have loved to have taken on that role? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in shows I got to do Cinderella and I think that would have, and if I if I'd been able to kind of recreate my memory and my experience with Cinderella, that would have been awesome. I think I had millions, literally, probably at least hundreds of thousands, if we're being literal, but you know, opportunities to recreate that as Belle, and that was really special. Um, but there would have been something about that if I could have been Cinderella. When did you officially leave uh, Walt Disney World? I left in 2009. And I had, the year before that, Disney hired outside, an outside company that I was freelancing for to do um, the Block Party Bash Parade. I was, doing the, I, had, I was doing the trampoline act, and I actually broke my ankle. You know, I had gotten it back. It was a lot weaker, and I think I could have rehabbed quite a bit. But I think once the injury hit, I think I it planted that seed of, uh, okay, I'm 30 now. So what should I think about? Like, is this where I want to be forever, or do I need to start thinking about another another avenue, another career, and um, 
at that time, some things just started falling into place that made me feel like maybe it was time. Maybe I should leave before I get the, you know, the hook on stage, like someone dragging me off. But I do think I probably could have done it for a while longer. So 2009 uh, was my last, my last year. 13 years of my life was spent building these friendships and relationships and your this sense of identity that you, you get when, you know, you're performing and it's your career and it's, just, it's, it's part of you in a really different way that I don't think a lot of people's jobs. I love what I do now, but nothing will ever compare to knowing that you're doing exactly what you should be doing with the talents that you are given to make other people feel as good. Like I don't, I've never found anything that even compares to it. So have you been to Disney World since you left and, and have seen maybe some familiar faces through the cast member crowds? Always, always. And I'm still really good friends with so many, you know, past performers, current performers. And when I go, you know, I can, I can just send a couple Facebook messages out and we get that VIP. I get to visit with people. You know, I can go backstage and still know everybody. And I don't know. I love it. I've always loved it. And my husband, he worked at Disney as well. We met at Disney, actually. Um, and he, we, when we go, it's just, it's just fun because we kind of walk down memory lane and a lot of our first, you know, first dates and experiences and kind of falling in love and getting to know each other, you know, happened right there on Disney property. So, you know, I can't wait to bring our children and kind of let them experience that part of magic and see it from a, a mother's perspective. And now I have three Disney questions I always ask each of my guests. They're called the Fab Three. Okay. So we'll start with the Donald one. So the Donald one was, as a child, what Disney film would you like to watch over and over again? Cinderella. Oh, I just loved it. I loved it. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? I think Meg, she's, she's full sarcasm, as am I. So. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, my God. That's, the first thing that came to my head literally was, so this is love, because I think we were just talking about Cinderella. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Emma. I'm, I'm, it was you. wonderful to talk with you about your Disney experience, and I can't believe we reconnected after all these years, and this is just quite mm-hmm. exciting on my part. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you. It was, I was thrilled when we reconnected, and it, it really, some of the things that you wrote and said just made me think, you know, everything that we do is worth it. All of it. All the kindnesses you show is worth it. It comes around, and all of a sudden you're surprised by something awesome like meeting you again. So thank you. And if you could sum up your experience working for the Disney company with one word, what would it be? Lucky. 